0: That you be a child. You know why? Because many of the things God wants to do until you are like a child, you will not catch it. Because a child will do whatever he or she is told. I want you to humbly lift up your two hands and say, request for that grace. That this morning, Lord, I'll be a child in your presence. That I'll be able to crack my makeup, whip before you, that you be glorified in me. For the endless expectation of the creation waited for the manifestation of them that are born of Him, of them that carries dna all that creation has been waiting for is that someone like you born of god will manifest bring your healing bring your deliverance bring your release this is your time this is your set time in the name of jesus in the name of Jesus we give you glory in the name of Jesus Father we honor you this morning unto you have we gathered to hear from you to receive from you to be imparted of you that our hearts will be converted to that of children Thou receive with all meekness the engrafted word of God. The same word which is able to build us up and to give us an inheritance among them that are sanctified. In the name of Jesus. Open our eyes to see wondrous things in your word this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Heavenly Father, they've not come to hear David Angelo, they've come to hear from you. Set me apart and speak through me, Lord. Teach us your will, your counsel, your ways. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Amen. You may be humbly seated in your glorious seat. Hallelujah. Or oh, you can add a clap to it. Hallelujah. Today I'm doing all I can to make sure that I am sanctimonious. Hallelujah. And the fact that I want to be sanctimonious doesn't mean that be burning. Be on fire. You see, I've swerved the other word. It won't follow. <laughs> but I want to read a scripture to us. But before then, I want to appreciate our Bishop, Bishop Isaiah, so much for the wonderful things God is using him to do. Hallelujah. I believe that he is one of. The blessings God has given to our nation, Ghana, and to the world. Hallelujah. It is uncommon to have sound teaching that builds you up to be effective in the kingdom, in your nation, and wherever you find yourself. So we are privileged to have him as a gift from God. Hallelujah. And I celebrate our dear mommy, our ever fresh mommy, Reverend Mrs. Bell. Hallelujah. I keep saying this and I'll not stop. I won't stop saying it. That if your mama is fine, your future is bright. Hallelujah. Yeah, our mama is fine in the spirit, fine in every dimension. If you believe, say Amen. Ah, Mommy, God bless you. The richness of thy milk has built us up in glory. Hallelujah. You are in the spirit. I celebrate you, Pastor Isaiah. Thank you so much for the coaching. This morning, I'm speaking, and mommy, I celebrate you. Uh, Anytime I I desire to be a better pastor, I look to Pastor Rita. She's very calm, filled with the spirit of counsel. I learn a lot from her. So, if you don't believe me, when we close, just have a chat with her. You understand what I'm saying. But today, I'm speaking on the team: the power of prophetic worship. I love the way you just became quiet because we understand that The principality of this topic himself is seated. So I am trusting God for extreme grace to disseminate this information the way it should go. But the reason why I said that we must be converted into children is because of this scripture. You see, the most powerful place to be is in the house of God. The place of exceptional miracles, signs and wonders is in this place. Some years back, we had a conference called the beauty of the cross and Adam teach. He taught on this matter when we gather. He said the highest concentration of God's power is in when we gather in this way. He said it is called the body of Christ. So it means that in this gathering, the entirety of God, the fullness of God is here. So Hebrews gives us the people who gather. He said you have come to Mount Zion not Siashi. Then it says that it is the city of the living God. Just like people believe that when they go to America, UK, they will be blessed. This is the city of the living God whose streets are made of gold. That means the mother of prosperity is in that city. Just like people say, I'm going to see greener passes. In this city, more than greener passes. So David, an Old Testament saint who was privileged to have a glimpse of what this city looks like, said something in Psalm 63. And the verse 1 and 2, he says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul tested for thee, my flesh longed for thee. Even in a dry and testy land where no water is. Now, what made David to make such confession? Verse 2. He said, To see thy power and thy glory. To see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. So in means once upon a time David came to the house of God like we have all come. But when he came, something went on and he created an atmosphere. And he experienced the power of God and the glory of God. And now David became desperate. I mean, the Sabbath was over. The next day he said, ah, that encounter I had in the house of God. I want to see it this day. So he said, I am ready to go to the wilderness. I am ready to go to a place where there is no water why i want to see that thing again your power and your glory when you come to church what do you come to see when you come to church, do you think we have come to i mean sit here and listen to stories no there is something that takes place there is an innumerable company of angels and they don't come for sightseeing they come to transfer the will and the counsel of god into your life Oh, once upon a time a lady called mary the mother of our lord had a visitation of just one angel and the angel brought one message and that one message translated there from the realm of the natural into the realm of the supernatural she endured any shame men could have brought because it was abnormal for her who is not married to conceive but she conceived and nobody could touch her. This can be the glory of God. What am I talking about? That as fact that you came even in your mistakes, nobody has the right to condemn you. Have you not read? He said there is now therefore no condemnation for them that are in Christ. So when we come to church, if there is any time to be serious, it's in the house. Hallelujah. And now I want to build an argument sometimes most saints behave as if they are in the old testament church which was a shadow of the real thing to come today I announce to you that you and I we are in the real thing the reality of that which the Lord showed Moses of that which the Lord showed David and through his son Solomon was built and even that one look at the promises that when the people sing and they turn and look to the temple Hear them and forgive them. It was in that place the Lord spoke to Solomon by night and said, I have heard thy prayer that if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and they repent of their sin, He said, I will hear them, I will heal their land. Can you imagine? That was the shadow of the real thing to come. And look at the excellent promises God gave. How much more we of the original parting? It means when we gather like this, that which is unthinkable is what God does for us. That which we've not imagined is what God, that is why it is written of you and I, that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could think and even ask. This is the pattern of the church we belong to. So when you come to church, what is your expectation? When we worship and you are standing thinking, what do you think you are doing? Oh, in the old pattern, David worshiped God with his might not with his spirit because Jesus showed us the excellent way the father desires that we should worship him he said in spirit and in truth but in the old testament there were three people who had the spirit come they were anointed as king's priests, and the third was who the prophets so that means that if there were any people who enjoyed true worship as God demands it is these three people so what happens to the rest that means their worship will not be acceptable until it is channeled through certain people. But you and I, when Jesus died on the cross, He rent that partition and gave us access. And now He has made us kings and priests. That means we are anointed, but not only are anointed; His Spirit indwells us. What a what a rich legacy! Somebody say, "What a rich legacy!" So you see. Paul said, I desire that in every place, men will lift up their holy hands. Why? In, in worship, as they are lifting up their holy hands, miracles begin to take place. Wondrous acts of God begin to take place. That is why we can stand here, pray for our nation, and certain things are halted. I must begin to a church. Now, why am I sharing all these things? For us to value what God has given us, so that we we'll become crazy and radical, When we come to his house, David, the Old Testament, I mean, priest, king and prophet said, I saw a certain power, which wasn't meant for my generation. I saw a certain dimension of God's glory, which wasn't meant for my generation. It is the same thing I want to continue in. You are abiding in it. But why are you not seeing it is because you've not come to understand. And that is why this morning I introduced you the subject titled, The Power of Prophetic Worship. Amen. So, from the Old Testament, like I have said, we've seen shadows. And I want to take our main reading from John chapter 4, verse 19. John chapter 4 is a very beautiful story. It talks about a Samaritan woman who had an encounter with Jesus. Please, can we have it on the screen? John 4, the verse 19. And Samaritans were considered as mixed breeds. They were like Jews who married foreigners and so they were not proper Jews. And those times, the Jews had this understanding that they are the only ones God recognizes as his own. Hallelujah. So any other person was off. (coughs) And because of that, the Samaritans also didn't want to have any dealings. You see that thing? Just like this one, the bishop said, that a a wave came and a certain wing of church folks began to see themselves as special to the point that if you've not left where you used to be then you are not born again. That was the same thing happening between the Jews and the Samaritans. So this woman now encountered Jesus at the well because God was communicating something to the whole world. And during that interrogation, Jesus asked certain questions. Jesus said something first. He said that, give me to drink. Because Jesus wanted to establish a relationship. Please, let it not be hard for you to ask for things, okay? It is recorded. It is scriptural. It is prophetic. And the woman answered in violence or in retaliation to what has transpired in the past, that how come that you being a Jew, you are asking me for water. In other words, we don't have anything in common, so you don't have the right and the grounds to even ask me for water. And Jesus said "Well, if you know the one asking you for this, you would have asked him to even give you living waters. Wow. Now the woman became desperate. Said, give me of this and Jesus said something. Go and call your husband. And the woman said I have no husband. Now look at the place of word of knowledge. Jesus answered and said to the woman you have rightly spoken. You've had five what? Husbands. And the sixth one you are with is not yours. Hallelujah. And the woman realizing that Jesus who is a visitor a stranger has spoken directly to her issue said i perceive you a prophet and now she brought in a theological question about worship hallelujah now that brings me to a very sensitive thing to the new testament church listen the office of the prophet is not enough for you to prophesy and to operate in word of knowledge because the next move Show to me that as a prophet you must be sound in doctrine, you must be sound in the word of God, why? if you come and say that's here the Lord, you are bringing me the word of God you must desire the ability to break down the word to people's understanding because when the word comes, the next thing is practice we can't practice when we don't understand so if you are desiring to be a prophet desire for grace to teach because it is required that one be apt to teach it is the qualification of an elder. So Jesus began to share with this woman. So let's start reading. So, verse 19. The woman said to him, Say, I perceive that you are a prophet. Hallelujah. Then let's move to the next question she asked. It is to 26. So when I finish reading, you bring the next. Our fathers worship on this mountain. And you, Jews, say that in Jerusalem. Is the place where one ought to worship. So it is painting a picture that the Old Testament worship was centered on geographic position. That means a specific place you must travel. So let's assume you are in Ghana, you have to travel to Jerusalem to worship before your worship is accepted. Can you imagine that one? Now listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said to a woman, Believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Worship the Father. Now Jesus was presenting the New Testament. I know somebody is asking, my pastor, I left my house and came to Shiasi. I told you earlier, but we have come onto Mount Zion, the city of the living God. This must be registered in your spirit so that you will not mentally position yourself after the pattern of the Jews, which is the Old Testament pattern of worship. Is it okay? Good. He like said you will not worship in any of these places. Yes, please. You worship then. This is the thing. He's, he said, well, you worship what you do not know. We worship. Or we know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. Now, Jesus had painted clearly. The New Testament pattern or the prophetic pattern of worship. The chosen and the acceptable way. Jesus said, number one. It is not a matter of geography. No. It is a matter of the spirit. But he said, the underlying factor is that you do not know who you worship or what you worship. So that means that your worship is unacceptable until you have knowledge of what you are worshiping or who you are worshiping. And God is a spirit. You are in a fleshy coat. How do you perceive, how do you identify with a person who is a spirit? It means you have to be translated into the spirit. Because God will reveal himself through your spirit. So if your spirit is dead... You can't experience him so you see why he said you cannot see neither enter the kingdom until you are reborn or you are born again that is when your spirit man comes alive how many of us are born again oh are you not sure you are sure you are born again you are born after his spirit lift up your hands boldly beautiful so from this contest it means that we have qualified people who are qualified, competent people qualified to offer unto God prophetic worship acceptable and pleasant unto his heart. Is that also beautiful? <laughs> it is coming. So you are born again. Have you not read somewhere in Acts 16 that people were born again like you and I? In the time of troubles, tempests, they praised and they worship, and people heard them. And God had no option than to move. And that move compelled more souls to be won, including the warden of the prison. It means you and I, when we are conscious of who we are, our placement in him, and we lift up our holy hands and we worship, things that are beyond the mind, things that are beyond any man's ability to take place. It means the crooked things in the family you have been praying about. Someone goes into action on your behalf. That is why you cannot come to tell their lifting up song, your hand is by your back. Your worship is spiritual, it communicates the verities of God in dimensions that the enemy cannot contend with. So it is not a time for you to be looking around as if you are reading graphic. No, 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 no. You participate. Oh, but I said the hour is coming. And now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. In other words, in the Holy Spirit. It is different when you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit. You will be resting or relying on your might, your skill, your ability. But when you are born of a spirit, or have you not come to a place you heard a song? singing, they they were singing a song from afar and drew near to your heart and you started singing, then suddenly you started crying. The next minute or the next moment, all you received was good news about a matter you you were thinking about as to how it would be solved. How many of you have experienced that? Uh Uh-huh. In spirit. When the Holy Spirit is the one in charge, what am I saying when he's in charge? You see, the spirit searched the deep things of God. He said, he searched all things, yea, the deep things of God. You think you know how to please God? You don't know a man except his spirit. That is the spirit of the living God. He knows what is dear to him. So when he's in charge and he's leading you to worship, he searches the things that are pleasant unto God and presents it through your heart and through your mouth and you offer. And you are wondering, what at all am I saying? Well, oh, a hand wrote, on a wall in the days of a certain king and he didn't understand and he called he looked for a man called daniel one word was many. a short word four letter word but the interpretation of that word <laughs> meant you have been weighed and you've been found wanting so you are there in the spirit the person is uttering words Wittier than our understanding can utter. In spirit and in truth. And I was an engaging person in a conversation and he shared something about the truth. He said the truth, many don't know. It's not a statement of fact. He said the truth is a person. It's a person. And one man was bold enough to identify himself as the truth. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. He didn't say I am the." He said, I am that way. I am the truth. So when he's saying in spirit, we are talking about being amazed, being influenced by the spirit. But in truth, it represents Jesus, who also is the Word. There is no better description anyone could give about God except what the Word of God has presented. So Jesus is saying that true worshipers worship God with a fervent, I, I mean, understanding a deep understanding, a revelational knowledge of God as presented by the truth, the word teaching? Am I communicating? So you can't tell me you are a true worshipper when the word is not rooted in you, that they are looking for a, a, a Bible verse and you can't produce your worship. Is questionable? Why? Because this kind of prophetic worship, the spirit of God generates in you utterance about who God is, how great He is. How marvelous and how wonderful it is. Oh, in Acts chapter 4, chapter 2, sorry. When the day of Pentecost had fully come and the Spirit came upon them. Bible said, they were strangers and they heard them making entrances. In their own languages and they were amazed and said, are all these ones not Galileans? How come they speak in our language the wonderful and the mighty things about their God? Mm, it means your tongues is not ordinary. You are communicating in a higher vocabulary of who your God is. Oh, let's say you are in any challenge and your spirit has caught up with the spirit of God and you are communicating how glorious and wonderful your, your God is. Do you think that situation will survive? Have you not heard that the voice of the Lord, it melts the mountains. It scatters the cities of Lebanon. Am I talking to somebody? This morning we'll be engaging ourselves in this time of prophetic worship. Atmospheres will shift. Dimensions will change. And when men look into your eyes, they will see the King of glory manifest himself mightily in your life. Because Jesus said, the glory that has been released upon us must be seen. It will be seen in your life. After these 21 days of waiting... God will give you so much favor, so much grace. And Bible said, and great grace was upon them. They stood and declared the word of God boldly. Oh, you will stand and declare the word, not the only the word. Your business will stand up and stand out. Hallelujah. Now, when we talk about prophetic, what are we really looking at? When we say, this is prophetic. Because when I said the power of prophetic worship, people are thinking... Does it mean that the prophet in the house will come? "You seeing It's just one branch. In fact, it is one of the benefits of when we are all set into true prophetic worship. Hallelujah. When we say something is prophetic, we are saying that its origin is divine. In other words, its source is from, is from divinity. It's not from the natural. Hallelujah when we say something is prophetic we are saying that that particular thing is under the influence of the Holy Spirit are you getting me? that is why you must judge prophecies you have the spirit of God in you so when prophecies are coming your spirit will bear witness that it is true hallelujah like I watched a particular short video and the man of God was prophesying to somebody and said I see your obituary (laughs) and the person said oh man of God you have seen well but unfortunately, it was a poster of a program i will be hosted. <laughs> Has he given the man crown? No! When you don't understand your placement, hey, they, will, they will shortcut your life. But you see, people see. But sometimes you must understand that cameras differ. differ. The lenses of cameras differ. It could be a pinhole camera. And that one is, reveals the image upside down. But you, sanctified of God, him. He said the seeing eye and the hearing ear, the Lord has made them. He is your maker. You must see right. And when you see right, you must speak right. Am I talking to a church? That is how to worship God prophetically. We come with knowledge. We come with understanding. We come with persuasion that there is none like our God. That is why we can crack our makeup and not care how we look like behind the cameras. So when we say something is prophetic, it's under the influence of what? The Holy Spirit. So when we say prophetic worship, all we are saying is that, a kind of worship that is engineered by the Holy Spirit and released by the Holy Spirit that means there is nothing about man in this one there is nothing natural about this one which many people for lack of grammar prefer to use spontaneous mommy have I got the grammar right, that means me to one day but in Acts 2, he says that, and the Holy Spirit, when he came upon them, he gave them utterance. That reminds me of something Pastor said. He said, "Many people say that God cannot worship himself, but actually, the songs they sing, who gives to them? You ask many of the musicians they will tell you, great and mighty <laughs> one? Eh, great and mighty one. Who has such vocabulary to express who God is? Is it not the Holy Spirit? So if God is the source of the song, <laughs> how come you think that he cannot worship himself? He gives you lyrics and you think you are the one worshiping him? He is the one that gives us all trance. Hallelujah. Now let's look at some of the benefits of prophetic worship. Why? Because I want your worship life to change. Listen, it goes beyond just singing that is why we have made a broad prophetic worship just like prophetic includes even words the things you say must be influenced by the Holy Spirit I watched one video of some young children who were ministering before the man of God would mount the stage, they were dressed like angels white, you see this uh, is it choreography or chirography let me check before I announce, chirography or choreography choreography, uh-huh mommy, that's the right one yeah, Bishop taught us. Confirm before you go announce and disgrace yourself. Not this one that when they finish you think that Shatabale or Stoneboy pass around. No. Pure and holy consecrated dress code. And they we're moving like that. Moving like that. No one had ministered to anybody. People started getting up from wheelchairs. People started screaming as if something was wrong. And what was the song they were dancing to? There is a stillness in the atmosphere. You remember that song? and they were dancing gracefully. I looked at it and said, are they human beings or angels? Suddenly it was as if an angelic presence was stirred up. That is part of prophetic worship. So those of us who want to plan choreography and things, please monitor. Let us have a heavenly ambience. We need it. So that by the time people are walking 100 meters from this church, they are being healed delivered. I'm telling you, it is possible. It happened. Even in Old Testament, how much more? A better generation, chosen of God. So one powerful benefit or profit of prophetic worship is this. Note it. Prophetic worship is one way that you can have a face-to-face meeting with God. Prophetic worship is one way you can have a face-to-face meeting with God. Like that conversation the woman was having, she was having face-to-face with God in human flesh, Jesus. And we all saw what happened to her. Jesus didn't say anything to her. She She didn't hear a command from Jesus, go and bring your village. But Jesus knew she was the evangelist responsible for the entire village. By the time Jesus was done speaking to her, the woman left her port, ran to the city, come here a man who told me everything I ever did. And the whole, can this be a testimony? Just this short one, everybody knows what you have been doing. So, why should we come and see a man who has told you? But there was something now back in her testimony. And that testimony was backed by the encounter she had with the living word. And the whole city, none was left except maybe the animals, they came to hear the man who told them. It is prophetic worship that opens you to this dimension of a face to face encounter with God. And tell me, if there is any record of any man who encountered God and was the same, it cannot never be. It cannot be. It provides or creates an atmosphere for you to encounter the true living God. Ah, I love what Bishop One Day said about Eli. Oh no, Isaiah. Isaiah was prophesying harsh messages until he encountered the glory of God. You heard what he said. I'm a man of unclean lips. He now saw the reality of who he is. And then if he say, guy, guy, when you encounter that dimension of God through prophetic worship, you realize that there is more to you than you've heard or seen. Prophetic worship enables God's message to be brought. That means God has a word. But prophetic worship creates the atmosphere for, for it to come to you. Hallelujah. Psalm 133, verse 1 to 3, tells us that. Hmm. Remember, prophetic worship is not a one-person thing. All of us, born of the Spirit, put together. And the scripture talks about how good and pleasant it is for brethren to live together in unity. All these are workings of the Spirit. And now it brings us to the place whereby he he likens it to a particular mountain. Where the Lord commands his blessing. And these blessings are conveyed in words. So you see, it creates an atmosphere of unity. And in that atmosphere, it enables God to communicate his intent without fail unto everybody. That is all we saw in Acts chapter 4, verse 23. Acts 4, verse 23 to 31. And I can paraphrase the story for you. You know it. This was when they were arrested and beaten. And they were charged not to preach in the name of Jesus again. Bible says they came to their own company, listen after you've gone and they have given you a negative news, come to your company this is your company Bible said and they lifted up their voice and began to chant the scripture how the heathen have gathered themselves against you Lord, (laughs) haha and they started chanting scriptures and Bible said when all these things were done by the saints the place wherein they were gathered something happened to the place and an atmosphere was opened, and great grace came upon them. If there is any place to encounter God's strangest power, it is in this place we offer prophetic worship to God. Praise Jesus. I think I've said enough on that. The last one I want to say on that is that prophetic worship enables us to receive an impartation. Where the word impartation is simply the release of God's power into our lives. And that is what the same Acts chapter 4 made us to know. Hallelujah. Wow. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 1 to 30. That story makes us to understand that prophetic worship breaks open an atmosphere for God to move. Yeah, it creates a powerful ambience for God to release a specific breakthrough. That is needed. So it breaks open the atmosphere for God to move. And I just read Acts 16, earlier on, verse 25. That is when this man was arrested, Paul and Silas. And they sang praises, I mean, and worshiped God all through the night, and the prisoners had. Do you know the end of the story is the most beautiful? When there is a prison break, do you think people will be waiting? It was Paul and Silas who were born again, so they would stand. But strangely, it wasn't only them who were saved. Everyone's sins fell off. You see how powerful your worship is. And everybody was tasted in their place. When the warden came, he knew that he could identify where that thing came from. He realized they have arrested or unarrestable. He bowed up to them and said, what must I do to be saved? That is the ultimate purpose of our worship. That it will generate an atmosphere for God to demonstrate his full power. That people will come to his saving knowledge. You see why you can't joke with your worship? Yeah. And Bible said that night, they were born again, they were baptized. Someone's worship. And you think your worship is weak? You think your worship is nothing? It is beyond your imaginations in 2nd Chronicles 20 verse 1 to 30 oh it talks about the fact that three nations gathered themselves against King Jehoshaphat they wanted to destroy Israel disinherit them and the word of the Lord came to them as they worshipped I told you that worship is not only about singing this man went to God with words Lord are you not the one who brought us here? You, you, you destroyed Egypt. You destroyed nations. Brought us here. Only that you did not allow us to touch these people when we were on our journey. But now they have encamped themselves to this inheritors. Lord, judge them. These are scriptures. We call some, some things chance. You take the word of God and you recite it. Huh. And while he was worshipping God in that dimension, a prophet arose and prophesied. I said be of good cheer don't be afraid visible will, they will be like nothing. you will destroy them and that is where directives came and god told them this battle is not yours it is the lord's ha, ha, ha. Yeah. and directives came the trenches are filling water do you know the jews or the israelites saw water the enemy saw blood and in their mind, oh, these people have already killed themselves. Let us chance on them. When they came, Israel arose and destroyed them wholly. As the word of God has said. Now, they discovered more wealth with them in the wilderness. You see, so God didn't only plan that they should come. You see, in war, you take treasures. So that when you are short of, I mean, ammunition or weapons or, I mean, horses and those things, you can purchase them. So they brought wealth. And Israel stripped them of their wealth. Are you seeing how you are going to prosper? Are you seeing how you are going to own companies? By a supernatural act, things will turn around in your favor. Well, you don't believe it. It is written, so I believe. He has said it and I accept it so. Praise the Lord. And that is how they want. But you see, these things will not happen in vain. There are things we need to do. Four quick things. Number one, we must be properly clothed. You are not qualified to us, I mean... Give God prophetic worship until you are properly clothed. And what is that cloth? Ah. Isaiah 61 verse 10. He mentioned two key elements. He spoke about salvation and he spoke about righteousness. Ah. Very important. Your clothing. He said, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with the garment of what? Salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. So the robe of righteousness is your outer garment. And the cloak of salvation is your inner garment. When you are saved, it is your, your spirit that is reconciled to God. Hallelujah. The rest, dealing with the soul and the body, will renew the mind by the word of God so that our soul will be aligned To the spirit of God or to to the life of God. But as for righteousness, Jesus imputes it upon us. That is why we call the scripture saying that we have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It is in him you have become. This is the right garment. Matthew chapter 22, verse 12 to 14. When the mega feast was organized, the wedding feast, a man came in there and was not properly clothed. And the king asked... How did you get in here? And they bundled him and took him out. Prophetic worship is not a cheap worship. You can't be fornicating, misbehaving and think that... No, 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 no. You'll be denting it. Hallelujah. You'll be endangering the life of a neighbor. Be ye holy, for I am holy. He took Achan for God's word to be numbed in the sight of Joshua. He said, wherever the sole of your feet will tread, I have given it to you. But they met a two-letter nation, I... AI and they were defeated because Achan could not fulfill the righteous requirement of God. So we must wear the right garment. Number two, we must be holy to worship a holy God. We must be holy to do what? Worship a holy God. He said, I am holy. So you too be holy. In Psalm 29 verse 2 and in Psalm 96 verse 9, he said, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So it means that this kind of worship is offered only in holiness. Hallelujah. So, Psalm 29, the verse 2, and Psalm 96, verse 9. Number three thing we must do is that we must be united in spirit, in mind, and in purpose. This is what happened in 2 Chronicles chapter 5. And this, I address the singers, I address the instrumentalists. See, let's be spiritual. In this scripture, Second Chronicles five, verse eleven to fourteen, Bible said when they were about to dedicate the temple, there were Levites and there were priests who were musicians. They were clothed in the proper regalia. That means they were righteous, they were holy, they were sanctified, set apart unto God. Bible said and went together in unison. They worshipped and lifted up their, invlo- I mean their voices to sing. The glory of God descended. So mightily that the priest could not listen, there is that melodious part of worship. So I can't have a musician playing the instrument and is playing off key. David was a skillful player of instrument. Anytime he played skillfully, Bible said the evil spirit that was, I mean, frustrating Saul so departed. There was once a time, Elijah, oh Elisha, sorry was sought by a certain king who they were going for war. And he didn't have a free course. And he asked, he said, ah, King Joseph, if it wasn't you, I wouldn't have been administered to this stubborn king who is rebellious, and I'm talking about Ahab. But he said, the atmosphere is closed. I can't do anything, but get me a musician. When the musician came, you see why musicians parishes, you must be alive and alert. The atmosphere might not be right, but you create it. You lead the congregation to create it whether God wants to move or not. As long as you touch the father's heart, he'll move. So the musician started playing and the hand of God came. The hand represents the anointing. It represents the atmosphere in which God can have a free course. Came upon the man and he started prophesying. And that was it. Hallelujah. The last thing I want to touch on is that there must be order. And this order can be seen in 1 Kings chapter 18. The verse 30 to 39. This is the story of Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Before the fire representing the glory that now caused the people to return to God. came, okay, Bible said he set the altar in order. Number one, he picked 12 stones representing the tribes. In other words, Lord, I am by my office repositioning these 12 tribes back to you. Because the primary assignment of every prophet is to communicate the will of God without fail to the people and he is blessed with an intercessory ministry to pray them back to God so by his office he was repositioning and realigning them to God and number two he said he set the wood in order he critically put everything in its place before he presented the sacrifice what is this order that I'm talking about I am an associate pastor. In my dream, I won't compare myself to the resident pastor left alone to the bishop. Even in a dream, it is an order of things. Remember, bishop said that the anointing does not flow sideways. It flows from the head. Today, I announce to you, if you think that this message is straight to the point, anointed is because one that I've witnessed as a commandant in this field, I suffer him to educate me praise God now today it is left with you and I it is time to participate in this worship you are born again you are clothed with his salvation you are clothed with his righteousness what stops you from lifting up holy hands worship him like never before that destiny will be turned around that nations will come to the saving knowledge of God Oh, has it not been written have you not heard the earnest expectation of creating waiting for the manifestation of sons and daughters like you and I People filled with the Spirit, with a deep understanding of who their God is and what their God can do, and some people can stand in the Holy Sanctuary, lift up their hands and begin to communicate. Oh, what they know about their God! Is it not written that they don't know their God, they will work strong and they will do exploits? What is this exploit? They will take nations for their God. They will conquer nations for their God. For their sake, he will lose the loins of kings. For their sake, he will turn things around. Come on, lift your voice. To magnify the Lord begin to magnify the Lord because it is he who had made you so you didn't just become he was intentional in making you so and possessing you in this arena of glory that your light was shine that men will come to the brightness of thy light <laughs> Wherever you are, lift your hands, lift your voice. Magnify the Lord. Lift your voice and worship it. Thank you, King of Glory.